Session 35 of the Law of One, and we have more information about polarization, but now from the standpoint of certain historical figures. Let's begin. We have a very short session today because we are only covering eight questions. That's the length of the session. There's a couple of them, like I mentioned, probably at the beginning of book two that um, are very short. And that's why book two of the Love one was shorter than the other ones. But um, in any case, we have questions that are about polarization, the catalyst and the experience that it's giving. There's a little bit of um, how we can see how the higher self acts in terms of creating catalysts for us. So, you know, while the historical figures, they have their history, we can use them as a frame of reference. There is the most important part, of course, is the metaphysical aspects of their incarnation here and how they were able to use that for their spiritual evolution or soul evolution, depending on how you want to see it. So we're going to start with the first question of the session where Don is asking, I would like to say, well, he's first saying, uh, I would like to say that we consider this a great privilege to be doing this work and hope that we are going to question in a direction that will be of value to the readers of this material. This session, I thought that possibly inspecting the F, the effect of on the rays of different well-known figures in our history might be of help in understanding how the catalyst of illusion creates spiritual growth. Keeps on going and says, I was making a list here, and the first I thought we might possibly hit the high points on as to the effect of catalyst of the individual's work in life would be the one we know as Franklin D. Roosevelt. Could you say something about that entity? Well, before we start, just a couple of things that I want to say. Like, see, here we can see why the raw content was so pristine. And it was because Don's intentions, or, you know, everybody's intention, obviously. But we can see it through Don's questions, that he was very much concerned with material that was helpful, you know, for the purpose of soul evolution. So, you know, instead of asking, you know, how... Did this person do this or that you know uh, transient questions about you know the life of somebody he would use somebody's life as a reference to see how their choices help them polarize or depolarize as we'll see in you know in, in general so um, just wanted to praise that from Don because thanks to that he was able to uh, to maintain the contact pure if you will so um, so now they're asking about uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, the President of the United States. And Ross says, It is to be noted that in discussing those who are well known among your peoples, there is the possibility that information may be seen to be specific to one entity, whereas in actuality, the great design of experience is much the same for each entity. It is with this in mind that we would discuss the experiential forces which offered catalysts to an individual. It is further to be noted that in the case of those entities lately incarnate upon your plane, 
much distortion may have taken place in regard to misinformation and misinterpretation of an entity's thoughts or behaviors. So, um, of course, you know, they're making their, um, their introduction here as to how they're going to present, you know, the information. And when they say, you know, they basically say, when we talk about your people, there's a possibility that, you know, um, the information may be seen like specific to an entity, but in reality, um, it works for everybody in essence, you know, like the, the soul evolution is for everybody and everybody's seeking the same thing. We're all seeking the one creator, right? So it may seem like, you know, it's very specific to the individual, like the things that happen, but in reality, all of that, this illusory aspect of the things that happen are uh, seeking the same thing. That's what they're saying. So they say, it is with this in mind that we are going to discuss the experiential forces, basically, you know, the things that happen to the individual. Uh, it is further to be noted that in the case of those entities lately incarnate upon your plane, much distortion may have taken place uh, in regard to misinformation, misinterpretation of an entity's thoughts or behavior. So um, I would say that this is the late incarnation um, or um, the, the place where we are now in society um, may, you know, may, may cause a lot of misinformation and misinterpretation of, you know, somebody's um, thoughts and behaviors. And we can see this in history, of course, uh, as things have exacerbated, we, we tend to have a not very clear view of the person it's, uh, per se. So I believe that's what they mean here. So in any case, they continue on and it's a long answer. So I'll make pauses when, when needed. So Ross says, we shall now proceed to, shall we say, speak of the basic parameters of the one known as Franklin Roosevelt. Uh, when any entity comes into third density incarnation, each of its energy centers is potentiated but must be activated by the self-using experience. The one known as Franklin developed very quickly up through red, orange, yellow, and green, and began to work in the blue ray energy center at a tender age, as you would say. So. When you come into incarnation, all your energy centers are potentiated. It's like, you know, you get plugged in and all your energy centers are there, potentiated, but you need to activate them. You need to push the buttons and those buttons are through uh, experiences. And there is a catalyst uh, that offer or experience that offers catalyst. And um, that's, that, that is the essence of our incarnation, how we respond to this catalyst. Um, and, and, you know, a, a lot of the catalyst is programmed, so we have the capacity and the ability to activate these energy centers and move on depending on the programming that we had. So um, this is where things go awry. Like uh, Ra has mentioned in the past that, you know, uh, the catalyst is supposed to activate something and it does something completely different because we, you know, with our perception kind of, you know, twist it. So... Um, they said that, you know, Franklin Roosevelt developed very quickly up through red, orange, yellow, you know, green. So it had a, a pretty good childhood, I guess, you know, in terms of uh, using the catalyst for uh, for its growth. So that's um, that's as basic as it can get. You know, I don't I don't want to complicate it even further. So that's it. We have energy centers that are activated and so the experiences that we have through those energy centers are uh, specific for the type of evolution or type of 
um, experiences we want to have to create a sort of um, understanding or uh, I wish I had a synonym for experience that is that powerful, but it's it's that. It's like the database, the, the data that we're going to get from the experience is what our higher self wants to collect. Let's put it that way. And our higher self being us, of course, from another dimension. Sixth density, to be specific to you guys. So who know? You know, I sometimes I, I kind of adapt to the, the audience that I'm talking to and people don't know about density. So uh, I try to speak in, in ways that... Uh, you know, most people can understand, but densities, we know that. Anyhow, with that out of the way, Ra continues and says, This rapid growth was due, firstly, to previous achievements in the activation of these rays, secondly, to the relative comfort and leisure of its early existence, thirdly, due to the strong desire upon the part of the entity to progress. This entity made it with an entity whose Blu-ray vibrations were of a strength more than equal to its own thus acquiring catalyst for further growth in that area that was to persist throughout the incarnation. So, a couple of things we can see here from uh, Frank. We'll call him Frank. Um, <laughs> this, like I said, you know, he had a pretty, pretty good childhood. They said, you know, uh, thanks to the relative comfort and leisure of its early existence, so yeah, his childhood was pretty good. Um, that was, uh, but, but firstly, was the achievements... Um, Firstly, to previous achievements in the activations. So pre-incarnatively, his, uh, or from other incarnations, he came with a very, uh, very well-developed uh, energy centers. They have been activated previously. Then, of course, childhood helped that a lot. Uh, thirdly, they say um, he had a strong desire, which is going to play a big role into what they have to say further. Um, so, you know, these, these were all very helpful for him to uh, to activate and uh, energize these energy centers. And then they say that the entity made it with somebody whose Blu-ray vibrations were of a strength more than equal to its own. If you remember from our previous discussions on sexual energy transfer, you know that um, someone who is above Green Ray can help in the transfer of this energy or this um, this catalyst for growth to the other one, as long as that other person is at least green ray. So you are receptive of that energy, and thus somebody who is stronger than you in blue ray or indigo can transfer that to you and give you that catalyst in sexual energy transfer. Well, this also plays a role, obviously, you know, not only in sexual energy transfer, which is you know limited to mated pairs. Um, but also to, you know, interactions with somebody else. Of course, that was uh, his wife, as we'll find out. Uh, but I, I, I don't want to assume that it was only through sexual energy transfer. I don't believe that's, you know, the only way, obviously, to transfer energy. It's, um, this is something that happens. I mean, you can see, you know, you, uh, when you were a kid, I don't know how you said it in English, but um, when you were a kid, you wouldn't want to hang out or your, your parents told you not to hang out you know, with, um, oh, I forgot how we even said it in Spanish. Um, you, you don't want to hang out with the, with, with the tough kids or, you know, with the, with the bad kids, bad influence, we call it. <laughs> uh, so whatever. The point is that when you hang out with, you know, certain people, you, uh, you tend to, uh, develop their own behaviors. You know, you tend to, uh, to mimic their behaviors and, 
start acting like them. So you buy into their um, their their views of the world. And so the same thing happens, you know, when we um, when we hang out with people who are higher consciousness. This is why, of course, you want to as you have a spiritual awakening or a consciousness expansion, or you simply you know start a path of self realization. You will note that um, you don't, you no longer want to hang out with people who have a uh, lower consciousness. Again, this probably sounds terrible to people who see it that way, but it is how it is. You know, if uh, if you're looking at life, you know, from a perspective of um, I don't know misery and survival and you know manipulation and all this nonsense, then. You know, you are seen through the lower lenses of consciousness. Consciousness being, you know, um, a, a whole unity. So you're not seeing the higher aspects. Whereas, you know, somebody who is in a higher state of consciousness can see everything from above. So there's a bigger picture. And that's why you tend to want to be uh, around more people that are like you or with a higher consciousness. So that is, you know, that's just... That's just our programming. We're all, like Ross said at the beginning of this answer, we all want that path. No matter how you see it, no matter how you want it, you can be a, a female, you can be a male, you can be, uh, you know, a race, ethnicity, you can have, you know, whatever kind of identities you want to have. Uh, you may have a disease, you may be super healthy, an athlete, successful in business or not, whatever. All of you, all of us are seeking the same thing, and that is our increase in consciousness. And by that, we need experience. And to that, we keep going. All right, Ra says, told you a long answer. This entity had some difficulty with continued green ray activity due to the excessive energy which was put into the activities regarding other selves in the distortion towards acquiring power. This was to have its toll upon the physical vehicle, as you may call it. The limitation of the non-movement of a portion of the physical vehicle opened once again for this entity the opportunity for concentration upon the more, shall we say, universal or idealistic aspects of power. That is the non-abusive use of power. So uh, he encounters some difficulties in essence by continuing his growth. And see, from the lens of Ra, they're seeing, all right, what was his progress? All right, his childhood was fine. You know, he activated this, this and that, got to Green Ray, and all of a sudden stopped. Okay, why did he stop? Well, he got involved with power. You know, of course, he's the president of the United States. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, I'm actually surprised, you know, that a president of, you know, a country, and, you know, the U.S. is a little ambiguous, depending on how you want to see it. Um, I would say that up to World War II, it wasn't as terrible as it became, you know, um, infiltrated over time. But, um, you know, there. Uh, so, so I would say, you know, yes, I mean, we're going to talk about Lincoln now. It's such a beautiful person. Um, and I don't know much about Lincoln, but you can just see, you know, from this from this grand perspective. Um, but yeah, in any case, you know, uh, Roosevelt was... Um, was polarized towards the positive, of course, opened his heart and just had difficulties in the future because of this uh, acquisition of power, you know, and he had to struggle with this. This is something that, you know, you can go up with good intentions, just like Kennedy did, <laughs> and, um, you know, end up very affected by it. Uh, 
Kennedy didn't, and that's why they got rid of him. So, um, you know, in this case, is he he was he got affected by this, you know, uh, acquisition of power over others, which is you know inherent in in the uh, in the government system. I mean, there's there's no other way. It's like saying, you know, I, I want to climb up the corporate ladder so I can be nice to employees. Not gonna happen. I am sorry. You know, you are signing up to a a a corporation which doesn't care about people cares about numbers so um it's 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 a futile attempt so in any case so this had a toll upon his body i believe he had polio i'm really bad on american history because i wasn't raised here so uh forgive me for that but i think it was polio that he had and he was uh paralyzed uh, from the waist down, or I know he wasn't um, he wasn't very mobile. So whatever the case, you know, this was this limitation of the non-movement of a portion of the physical body opened again, you know, the possibility and opportunity to concentrate more on the universal. So they're talking about love, you know, unconditional love as opposed to you know the uh, the more control controlling side of power. So. Not, not not much more in yellow, more in green is what they say here. We'll get more about his uh, polio if I'm... I'm so tempted to just Google it right now, but I'm just going to keep going. Whatever it is, you guys know it. All right, so um, Ra says, Thus, at the outset of a bellicose action, this entity had lost some positive polarity due to the excessive use of orange of the orange and yellow ray energies at the expense of green and blue ray energies. Then it had regained the polarity due to the catalytic effects of a painful limitation upon the physical complex. So you can see that, uh, okay, so they say at the outset of Abelico's action, the war, uh, this entity had some had lost some positive polarity because of excessive orange and yellow ray energies at the expense of green and blue. So, um, this is natural to happen. I mean, if you are going to war, uh, there is no, there is no decision that you can do it. You know, from unconditional love. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, and there is no honest expression of this other than you know just saying, you know, we're going to war. Even if you have intentions, but you still you still depolarize, uh, so you you lose some polarity there, positive polarity. Then had regained the polarity due to catalytic effect and painful limitation upon the physical complex because this was also part of the adjustment that the higher self had for him. Which, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but um, yeah, that's what they're saying here. Rock continues, and last part of this answer. This entity was not of a bellicose nature, but rather, during the conflict, continued to vibrate in green ray, working with the blue ray energies. The entity who was to who was the one known as Franklin's teacher, also functioned greatly during this period as Blu-ray activator, not only for its mate, but also in a more universal expression. This entity polarized continuously in a positive fashion in the universal sense, while, in a less universal sense, developing a pattern of what you may call karma. This karma having to do with inharmonious relationship, distortions with the mate teacher. So. He wasn't very um, kind or something. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know history. I don't know what you know uh, the relationship was between Franklin and Eleanor. I think her name was. I don't remember. Um, 
but um yeah i mean this um this happens i mean you lose polarization there you know you or actually develop karma in that sense so all right but they say he wasn't from of a bellicose nature that wasn't his intention so again one may see this as you know somebody who got into power because he had really good intentions um he was a good person but uh you know the war got in the way and hey you know it's, it's the war so you gotta do what you gotta do uh the entity who was the, the one known as franklin's teacher also function uh as a great um functioned greatly during this period as blu-ray activator so helped a lot you know and franklin for that frankie this entity polarized continuously into positive fashion universal sense so the uh, the result of uh, of his incarnation was of a um, I would say a more positive polarization, despite the fact that he went to war, uh, not himself of course, but you know he he was involved in the war and so on. Uh, but you can see that his. Um, his end result was of a positive, it seems, because he was also working in Blu-ray there. Um, so, I don't know, it's hard to tell, like, how much was he polarized before, and now when he came, you know, into incarnation again. So, maybe it was more towards the positive, maybe he didn't, he didn't lose much, I don't know. But you can see that, you know, despite, you know, all the things that happened, and having a bad relationship, apparently, with his wife, um, continue to you know polarize in a positive way so continuously in a positive fashion yeah so I know he died during the war like right at the end I think it was in April and um, let's see I think the war ended in just a couple of months after or the month after I forgot man I'm mixing my my history here or not remembering well but in any case you know following uh, General Patton's uh, death and how Rod described it as the ending of, um, say, an incarnation that, you know, did what it had to do and it just had to end it there so he didn't lose more positive polarity. We can see maybe the same thing with uh, Roosevelt here because, um, you know, he just died right at the end of the war or, you know, when it was really ending, uh, just a couple of months before that. Actually, it was in August when it ended, but I'm thinking about, you know, uh, when Germany was taken over, but in any case, it's not a history class, thank goodness, because I like that. <laughs> um, Alright, so we go to the next question, which still, you know, um, Don wants to know, two things I would like to clear up, then Franklin's teacher was his wife. Is this correct? We know that. This is correct, Rosses. Next question is, secondly, did Franklin place the limitation on his physical body himself? Ross says, this is partially correct. The basic guidelines for the lessons and purposes of incarnation had been carefully set forth before incarnation by this mind-body-spirit complex totality. If the one known as Franklin had avoided the excessive enjoyment of or attachment to the competitiveness which may be seen to be inherent in the processes of its occupation, this entity would not have had the limitation. However, the desire to serve and to grow was strong in this programming, and when the opportunities began to cease due to these distortions towards love of power, the entity's limiting factor was activated. So, what do we have here? 
an entity who is positively polarized. And um, because of the incarnation experiences and the decisions that are taken, um, he got attached into and the enjoyment of competitiveness. Now, what is competitiveness? That is yellow ray. Could be a little bit orange ray, but mostly yellow ray because you want to be superior than others. You are enjoying that. You know, um, this doesn't mean that being superior to other in um, in some senses. I mean, now I'm not even going to talk about that. But uh, being superior in the sense of wanting to be, because you see the other person as less, is actually the thing. Is um, you know, it's 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 not right because I, what I wanted to put it can be it can be argued and described and so on. You know, if you want to be superior than somebody else because you think you can improve what the person is doing, you know, say in a trade or you know some uh, some occupation, that's a to me that's a healthy you know way of superiority. I mean, somebody's craftsmanship is superior than mine. That is fine. You know, and it was probably based on somebody else. But in any case, you know, not to discuss that and get into that um, um, that different topic. This is the attachment and enjoyment of competitiveness, which obviously is of a uh, depolarizing or even negative polarizing in that sense. So uh, Roosevelt was very much into that. That caused for him to, you know, which is... They say it was inherent of the processes of its occupation, you know, um, what he was doing. So, um, his higher self basically put the limitation there and said, you know, uh, because of his... And there's a really good point here when they say, the desire to serve and to grow was strong in its programming. And when the opportunities began to cease because, you know, the distortions towards love of power were there, then this limiting factor was activated. Um, So... You have a programming that you want to follow. And if you don't follow that to the extent of, again, you know, this this path is always the same for everybody, which is polarizing towards a positive. That's what you come here to do. Uh, so when you don't do that, or, you know, something to that effect goes, um, goes wrong, then things like this may happen. I'm not saying, you know, all of the things that happen is because of that, but something like this will happen. Um, I can relate to this somewhat because when I read the competitiveness part, it reminded me to my powerlifting um, sort of amateur career that I started. And again, I, I don't, I wasn't doing it to be superior than anybody because I was really inferior by any standard. Uh, but I just feel that it wasn't my path, and so I developed a lot of physical limitations, which was, you know, my back started. Um, given uh, out on me and yeah I mean I, I accept it now for years I I was so uh, frustrated because my back was injured or it would injure easily and it was very weak to that you know to that degree so I couldn't advance much and um, you know just not too long ago when I started learning all this I said you know well guess what you know this because of this, you didn't follow that path, and now you're here. So you can see that as a limitation placed there for me to concentrate on the important things, which to me is this, you know, it's it's what I do, it's what I love doing. So, you know, uh, 
powerlifting career, bodybuilding careers, different animal, you know, in my uh, personal history, but, you know, it wasn't what I was meant to do, and I can see it now clearly, where before, you know, I didn't. So, here we go. Next question, 35.4, continue on. Don says, I would now like to ask for the same type of information with respect to Adolf Hitler. You have given a little of this already. It is not necessary to recover what you have already given, but if you could complete that information, it would be helpful. Here we go, Adolf. In speaking of the one you call Adolf, we have some difficulty due to the intense amount of confusion present in this entity's life patterns, as well as the great confusion which greets any discussion of this entity. Here we see an example of one who, in attempting activation of the highest rays of energy while lacking the green ray key, cancel itself out as far as polarization either towers, positive or negative. This entity was basically negative. However, its confusion was such that the personality disintegrated, thus leaving the mind-body-spirit complex unharvestable and much in need of healing. Here's a good place and time for me to correct something that I might have said in the past, I believe it was session 11, um, where I said that uh, Hitler was positive and um, I forgot that they had said this here, that uh, he was basically negative. The reason why I said that he was positive is because his, um, uh, his intentions, of course, as we'll see, and, you know, um, he was very confused with everything that happened in the end. But here they explain why he was confused. So, um, again, he was he was negative. He was negatively oriented. Uh, I'm not sure what set him into that course, because that could be from previous incarnations, or it could be from just uh, conscious decisions here. I don't know. There's a lot of confusion when it goes. There's a lot of misinformation when it comes to Hitler for so many reasons. I mean, um, I feel bad for Hitler, you know, in a way, because his, um, uh, or not Hitler, but, you know, the, the entity that is that was Hitler here is uh, is in a very, you know, confused state, and we'll get to that. But, um, you know, let's go little by little, because I think Hitler deserves this type of attention from a very unbiased point of view. And when I say unbiased, is because we're seeing it through the lens of the law of one. So... I hope everybody's on board here with me. There's a lot of sensitivity when it comes to, to Hitler, so I don't know. I guess we still need to heal that from our collective consciousness trauma. But here goes my contribution to that healing. <laughs> Alright, so they say that uh, there was an intense amount of confusion present in this entity's life. And they say, you know, there's there's a lot of difficulty, you know, to talk about Hitler because of the life patterns that he had, um, as well as the, the amount of confusion, confusion that greets any discussion of this entity. First of all, Hitler is still considered like the most evil person in the world. Um, and, you know, okay, he earned his place there, <laughs> I have to admit. But see, I, I want to bring up, and this is not, you know, it's not a quantitative thing, but a qualitative uh, aspect of this. Um, and here's where, you know, sensitive people will start banging at the table. But let's talk about Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, we already know that polarized towards the, the negative. He was harvested. You know, we have Himmler too and Goring. I mean, I, I feel like Goring was probably even worse than Hitler. And he doesn't get that much attention in terms of, you know, um, all the negativity and so on. But in any case, uh, so um, Genghis Khan... He was 
Um, probably the most evil person in the world that I know of. The things that he did, you know, his intentions. Like, he knew. He knew he had to be this, this miserable human being. And, you know, he did it uh, joyful of it. He probably graduated with 110% service to self. I don't know. Um, but, see, the conception that we have of Genghis Khan is of a great conqueror. I mean, what? Sometimes you talk to historians and they praise him for the things that he did. So we have a, a very distorted perception of what is, and I mean, I just think this is laughable. Uh, but it's true. I've heard things about Genghis Khan that said, oh, well, he was brutal and he was all this and, and that. And we can see this over time in the Romans as well. There is a lot of romanticism and onto these figures that are evil people. You know, what we humans consider evil. You know, you, through the law, of, uh, the law of one, we know there's no evil and so on. But, you know, we have, we need polarity here to see, you know, what's good and what's evil. Or, you know, what's, hey, give me direction, right? So, uh, the, this is the confusion that I believe Ra is referring to here. Because the discussion is that, you know, he's the most evil person in the world. However, uh, we'll, we'll find out. I'll go back to that. But let's finish this paragraph. Um, there's so much. <sighs> Hitler also was involved in things. And this is, you know, to add to the, negative, the negativity on Hitler. Which, funny enough, is not said enough. And there are reasons for that. Because he was involved in black magic, and he was involved in rituals, and you know this this contact with intelligent infinity, uh, actually with uh, negative beings, not intelligent infinity. He wanted to achieve that, but he couldn't. Um, but in any case, we uh, I mean, there's a lot of dark history about Hitler that nobody knows. It serves because nobody wants to talk about that in history because you know, oh, that's irrelevant. You know, it was relevant. <laughs> well, that dark magic and you know how he summoned you know uh, the, the powers that helped him and uh, you know the Thule society and all this this uh, obscure and occult aspect of uh, the Nazi uh, regime this is really important at least for us who are studying you know the the overall picture of you know what happened in, in the 40s or in the 30s this happened this started happening in the 30s some people say that it started happening even in the 20s or even in 1800s. Anyhow, you know, there's so much, there's so much to go into here, but let's keep going with the raw material. All right, so here we see an example, somebody activating higher energy centers, basically lacking, you know, green ray. So he liked obviously green ray, um, and he tried to activate the higher energy centers, meaning indigo and crown chakra or violet ray, either towards uh, positive or negative. He canceled himself out because he couldn't polarize towards the positive, shutting of the heart, and um, also, which we'll, we're gonna cover in the negative as well. This entity was basically negative, we covered that already. However, the confusion was such that the personality disintegrated. Personality being uh, this, his identity of self, this uh, lower energy centers, thus leaving the mind-body-spirit complex unharvestable and need and in much need of healing so um here's where you know some people would probably want to choke me for saying this but i i mean unless you want to be negative or you want to continue in this wheel of karma man i tell you something i wish the best for his healing for you know him his hit it it's healing we don't know um for hitler's healing you know i I, I really wish, you know, as somebody else, I mean, 
we're all one here without you know without jokes aside and we can laugh about it <laughs> uh, but you know uh, being uh, being sincere is the right word we're all one here so you know incurring into this negative thoughts we want the best for everybody so good for you Hitler whatever you're doing right now I hope you heal brother so before I get more enemies by me praising his uh, healing or helping his healing Ra continues <laughs> says this entity followed the pattern of negative polarization which suggests the elite and the enslaved this being seen by the entity to be of a helpful nature for the societal structure aha great phrase here however in drifting from the conscious polarization into what you may call a twilight world where dream took the place of events in your space-time continuum this entity fell in its attempt to serve the creator as an harvestable degree along the path of service to self pause please um here we see so he followed obviously a negative uh path of polarization we know that because enslavement and power over others manipulation and so on that we know great um but here is where he made a mistake in his negative polarization he thought this was a helpful thing for the societal structure if you're negative you don't help people you don't think something is helpful you don't think something is good for other people that was his mistake that was his problem huge confusion comes out of that because he's trying to polarize towards the negative while at the same time thinking that he can do something good for his people this is the phrase that defines Hitler's failure to uh, polarize towards the negative and be harvestable. So, because uh, this drifted the consciousness polarization, basically he became delirious, which we know already. Um, um, delusional in, in that sense. And because of that, you know, he failed to serve the creator as a harvestable, you know, entity in the service to self path. So that's why he is struggling still in our astral planes to be healed. So we still have more. I think it's the last part. Yep. Uh, Ra says, thus we see the so-called insanity, which may often arise when an entity attempts to polarize more quickly than experience may be integrated. We have advice and suggested caution and patience in previous communications and do so again. Using this entity as an example of the overhasty opening of polarization without due attention to the synthesized and integrated mind-body-spirit complex. To know yourself is to have the foundation upon firm ground. Great lesson to be uh, to be taken here. All right, so his insanity uh, is due to this, you know, hasty way of trying to polarize towards the negative without paying attention to the personality who you are you know um, if he would have known who he was and said oh I am this evil person um, screw everybody else I'm not here to help him I'm here to help myself he would have understood that then different you know thing might have happened we would have another four density being in negative polarization but he didn't and now uh, Rai saying and this is where the big lesson comes we have revised and suggested caution and patience in previous communications, basically in the um, um, wanting to polarize too fast towards the positive. Because 
this is what happens if you don't know yourself and you start opening your heart and being you know i want to be positive let's talk about the positive path now you want to be helpful uh you want to be all this stuff that's what you want your willpower is concentrated on that i want to open my heart you can have um, severe problems because you're not integrated and that's what they say without due attention to the synthesized and integrated mind-body-spirit complex. To know yourself is to have the foundation upon firm ground. Many people do this and they say, I'm here to serve, I'm here to be loving, I have to force myself. And they're not integrating their shadows. They're not integrating you know, who they are. They are not knowing themselves and they, they're trying to skip over these energy centers here which need to be paid attention because the energy is concentrating there. The energy is flowing there. And the more you know you're red, orange, and yellow, obviously, the more you can channel that energy to the green. So whichever way, you know, say, you know, I would have said, I'm going to go, you know, into a monastery. I'm going to start chopping wood and help, you know, old people in, you know, poor countries just because I want to do that. Because I think that's going to be, you know, opening the heart. No, instead of that, I get to know myself and I say in introspection, who am I? What do I like doing? You know, what are the things that define me? You know, what are my orange and yellow ray uh, orientations? That is knowing yourself. Knowing the self is that. And once you know that, then you can say, oh, great. I have an identity that needs to be transcended into the loving aspect of me. That's where we all shine differently. And we don't have to go into, say, a religious cult that says, well, to be good, you have to be this, 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 and that. So, <laughs> you see, there is so much to learn from this that I can go on for hours, probably. Because this is the foundation. This is where we, as the planet, stand right now. This is where we are, um, we're seeing the struggle unfold. And when I say unfold is because I don't want to sound like the struggle that has no end. No, the struggle has ended and now is unfolding. It's like we had this tangled mess and right now we're untangling it. The more we know ourselves, the more we untangle it and we help others untangle themselves too. So, um, yeah, oof. I mean, there's so much, so much to talk about this. But let's continue with this um, next part. We're done, Cess. Thank you. An important example, I believe, and I do believe so, so. I was wondering if any of those who were subordinate to Adolf at that time were able to polarize in a harvestable nature on the negative path. Ra says, we, we can speak only of two entities who may be harvestable in a negative sense, others still being in the physical incarnation. That is, in 1981. One known to you as Herman Goring, the other known as it preferred to be called Himmler. Heinrich, Heinrich, Heinrich Himmler. So these are two entities from the Nazi regime who may be harvestable. Now, I don't know what they mean. I believe they were dead already. Otherwise, uh, Ra would not have talked about them. Um, but yeah, Hermann Goring, uh, the things that I've heard from Goring, I mean, just his trial, the way he presented himself there and the way he just talked about it. I mean, you can see a real negative person there in action, you know, it's just it's fascinating. Um, and, um, and Himmler, um, 
Yes, so these two are possibly, uh, they say, maybe harvestable, so I don't know, you know, if they're still, you know, in the astral planes, or if they had to incarnate again and become evil, more evil, so we may have them here, who knows. <laughs> um, so I don't know, I don't know what this means. But enough negativity, let's go to the positive side with Lincoln. Don says, thank you. Earlier we discussed Abraham Lincoln as a rather unique case. Is it possible for you to tell us what the orientation was and why the fourth density being used Abraham's body and when this took place with respect to the activities that were occurring in our society at that time? We talked about Lincoln before, I forgot the session, but I'll put it here if I remember. We, I, I think it was session 24, I don't know. But in any case, uh, just a refresher, uh, Lincoln had at some point a, what it's called a walk-in, I believe, a visitation, where his, um, the entity that was Lincoln at the time left the body, and the other entity, which we'll find out more here from 4 Density Positive, came and did the rest of the work. So we're going to find out the year, even though I talked about it in that session. I think it was session 24, I don't know, I'll put it up here in a card, if I remember. If not, then you can go check it out. In any case, let's, uh, <laughs> Ra, of course, says, this is possible to talk about Lincoln. So, uh, Don says, would it be of value for the reader to know this in your estimation? Ra says, you must shape your queries according to your discernment. <laughs> this is the loving aspect of Ra. I, I don't know, I just love it. Um, the contact itself. See, the questions are like, do you think this would be helpful? And Ra says, I don't know. That's it's up to you, man. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. See, if Ra were to say, like, yes, this is helpful, the attention, that the extra attention that we would have given to, to this, you know, the way they talked, Ra, it, it's so specific, and it's so, um, like, they, they don't leave room for error here. It's like, you ask, we answer. And if it's not infringing upon free will, we'll do it. Otherwise, we don't. So, that's a beautiful part. I don't know. I Every time I encounter this in the Law of One, uh, the raw material, specifically, I think I must make an emphasis. So, I did it. So, now, finally, Don says, Well, in that case, I would like to know the motivation for this use of Abraham Lincoln's body at that time. And, um, Ra says, This shall be the last query of this session, as we find the instrument quite low in vital energies. The one known as Abraham had an extreme difficulty in many ways and, due to physical, mental, and spiritual pain, was weary of life, but without the orientation of self-destruction. In your time, 1853, this entity was contacted in sleep by a four-density being. This being was concerned with the battle between the forces of light and the forces of darkness, which have been waged in four-density for many of your years. I'm going to make a couple of things here. Um, I'm going to bring out a couple of things from my perspective. Um, but first, let's cover what they say. Um, so, Abraham Lincoln, let's call him Abraham from now on. I like calling people by their first name. We know who he is. Um, so, Abe, actually, um, Abe, just like Gabe, um, <laughs> extreme difficulty in, the, um, in his ways. I mean, he was a really nice person. He was a really good person. He had really good intentions. He was a beautiful individual. 
not for nothing, he is adored here in the United States. Um, they haven't got rid of the penny because of that. And um, I think it's a beautiful act. It's a lovely, loving act. Uh, even though some people may consider, and I considered in the past, that it was stupid, you know, to keep circulating this coin. But now I wish it would just keep circulating because he was a really good guy. So, uh, and again, my history, my, my history is really bad. U.S. history. But in any case, uh, he was very tired. You know, he was mentally exhausted about all this stuff. And you can get, you can relate to him in, you know, in terms of how some people feel when they have an awakening of the, the matrix, the physical world, the elites, you know, the new world order and all this stuff and their agendas and you being, you know, a pawn in their game. Um, anyhow, you, you can relate to that. That's how he felt. But he wasn't suicidal. So, in 1853, he was contacted by a four-density being, positive we know from that session that I forgot where it is from. Um, uh, and, you know, this, this being, the entity that visited him, was concerned with the battle between the forces of light and darkness. We have talked about this, the battle between uh, the Confederation and the Orion group. Only in four density, there's reasons for that, and that's where my intervention in uh, addition is going to go to. Um, but... This, uh, this entity or this being was concerned with that and uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll just make it as part of uh, once I read the whole thing because there, there's something to be said at least from my philosophy of life in terms of this battle of good and evil that exists um, the Armageddon that, that started so okay so we have more it's a, it's a long answer too uh, Ra says, this entity accepted the honor duty of completing the one known as Abraham's karmic patterns. And the one known as Abraham discovered that this entity would attempt those things which the known the one known as Abraham desired to do, but Feta could not. Thus, the exchange was made. The entity, Abraham, was taken to a plane of suspension until the cessation of its physical, physical vehicle, much as though we of Ra would arrange with this instrument to remain in the vehicle, um, come out of the trend state and function as this instrument, leaving this instrument minds and spirit complex in its suspended state. Okay, so a couple of things just to clarify how this works. They mentioned Abraham too many times. So what happened was that, um, so Abe said, all right, I accept this deal. I go, you come in, you finish my stuff. And um, this stuff that I, I can do, so I leave it to you. What else did they say? Discovered this entity could attempt. Yeah, so he said, oh, okay, so you can finish my stuff. I, I, you finish my stuff. I'll go in a suspended state. Like they said, that's how it happened. It, almost like a trans state. And um, But this entity was able to you know, live through through Ape. And um, yeah, that's just how it happened. They mentioned you know, how Carla is it's similar you know, to this. Obviously, an entity from four density is not as distant in terms of consciousness like Rise. Um, so it's um, it's easier, and it's a supposedly you know an entity, just uh, an individual entity, if we can call it that. So yeah, that's the description here. Not much to cover aside from that. Okay, so Ross says the planetary energies at this time were at what seemed to this entity to be at a critical point. Now they're talking about the entity, not Abraham anymore. For that which you know as freedom had gained in acceptance as a possibility among many peoples. This entity saw the work done by those beginning the democratic concept of freedom, as you call it, in danger of being abridged or abrogated by the rising 
belief and use of the principle of the enslavement of entities. This is a negative concept of a fairly serious nature in your density. This entity, therefore, went forward into what is uh, what it saw as the battle for the light, for healing of a rupture in the concept of freedom. Okay, really, really important thing. And I think if some historians were, or those historians who are into metaphysics, they would really enjoy this part. Or at least historians that are, um, uh, are concerned with the benefits of getting rid of uh, slavery back then because this i mean now we're talking about the entity that came over from four density into abe's body and um you know uh because of something that i'll explain you know once i finish this part uh this entity was very concerned obviously with what was going on you know this war there was the the establishment of the united states here as a power they, you know, the potential was huge here. Uh, Europe was losing a lot of power there, uh, and U.S. was becoming, you know, the the focus for this. And the establishment of slavery here would have determined. I mean, imagine, just take this. Everything that the U.S. has done has been globalized. So if we would have kept slavery, some people say, ah, oh, it would have been done, you know, by this and that. But if it, if not. If this would have been, you know, like, I don't know, capitalism, it spread out, right? And in the same way, slavery would have spread out and we would have a negative planet right now. Notice how Ra uses the word serious when they say, they don't even say serious, they say fairly serious nature in your density. A negative concept of enslavement of entities. I mean, the worst, the, the killing other people is like the ultimate... Um, and doing it obviously with the intention of killing it, uh, like the Nazis, Nazis did in you know in concentration camps and all these experiments and things for the enjoyment. That is like uh, a huge control, right? And Ra talked about this. But having somebody enslaved is the the maximum expression of manipulation and control of anything having as a slave like you are my slave and you'll do whatever i want because i say so that would have been the key thing and guess what it's not like you know a oh, certain portion of the population would be enslaved we can see now because we know that we have been enslaved by a debt system that's the economy they couldn't enslave us you know physically so they enslaved us by money which is fine, you know, I'll take that. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's that would have happened here. So this was a key moment in history for, um, for, for our planet to be polarized towards a positive or at least not polarized towards a negative. And, uh, you know, this entity came forward and wanted to contribute to that in the way of democracy as, you know, they were seeing it. And, of course, the rest is history terrible all right so um the last part and then i'll go into my um, analysis of this or my contribution ross says this entity did not gain or lose karma by these activities due to its detachment from any outcome its attitude throughout was uh one of service to others more specifically to the downtrodden or enslaved uh the polarity 
of the individual was somewhat, but not severely, lessened by the cumulative feelings and thought forms which were created due to large numbers of entities leaving the physical plane due to trauma of battle. May we ask if this is the information we requested or if we may supply any further information. That is the end of the session. And just to go on with this, the entity that they're talking about, I believe, is not Abe, but the fourth density entity that was Abe then, Abe 2.0. <laughs> so um, it didn't, uh, let's see, it didn't gain or lose karma due to these activities of detachment. I mean, which is whatever outcome happens, that's, that's how we should actually live, you know, um, or at least that's the, you know, detached way of living. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to say it, that's how we should live. Um, it's attitude throughout, you know, service to others, of course, um, more especially, you know, avoiding the enslavement and all that stuff. The polarity was somewhat, but not severely lessened because of the um, cumulative feelings and thought forms which were created through entities dying. I mean, I don't remember this, uh, the, the quantities of people that died in this civil war, but I mean, it was, I don't know, hundreds of thousands, I believe. Again, history fails here. So, um, you know, there's a lot of trauma there. So there was, there was some loss of polarization there, uh, but no karma. So it's fine. Uh, just more polarization that needs to be worked out and less karma to deal with. And, you know, with this entity who is for density, um, positive and you know, thanks to that entity. And so now I can go into the analysis or one, one contribution. You see, sometimes we would think when we talk about this war that is going on, we call it a war battle uh, between the Confederation and the Orion group, it's like the forces of good and evil. We as individuals do not need to concern ourselves with that. And this I say from a Buddhist perspective, from a completely detached from reality, um, reality as the illusion that we live in, in, in all densities completely detached from that we shouldn't care about that you know like oh you know let's hope they win they'll never win nobody will win there it's a constant you know tug of war literally between the forces of light and darkness of course you know this in this case it was very helpful it's not to say like oh that entity that came you know and help to get rid of slave slavery is not no obviously you know it had an impact because of that we have this it's just that we as individuals should not worry about any talk of war that happens in, or should, let me rephrase my way. Um, we do not need to be concerned with that because our nature is oneness, consciousness, pure consciousness. When we are involved in the creation, and this means, you know, from uh, third density to sixth density, as long as we are invested in the creation, then we are concerned with all these things. That's fine. You know, it's not, I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just that, you know, from one point of view, we ought to know or we owe to ourselves to at least know that we do not belong to this um, reality in the way it's, it's, it's presented. That we do not belong to one polarity or the other. We belong to the oneness. That's what I'm trying to say. So... With that in mind, I can go to conclusions. I mentioned something that got me uh, really pumped up when we talked about the um, 
uh, how we, well, first it started with how we polarize ourselves and how we use uh, experiences, you know, for this. And uh, I, I think what we what we use, I'm tempted to go back to that one part when uh, at the end, Ron said something beautiful. I think that's that's the part that gets me gets me really uh, pumped up. Um, to know yourself is to have the foundation upon firm ground. So how we polarize depends on this. Depends on our no knowing of the self and then accepting of it. So that's another thing. We may know ourselves, be in conflict with that. If we do not accept ourselves, then we have issues because the self cannot develop spontaneously without uh, accepting it. And so this is why this phrase is, I mean, so important for me. Um, to know yourself is to have the foundation upon firm ground. To know yourself. This is the I am, you know, philosophy. This is the, you know, the, the reality of the self. The more you know who you are, what you are, because it's not who, who implies, you know, manyness, but what you are then the more you can allow this to flow because you're not in control. And this is, you know, from this um, very deep perception, you can see that you are not um, in control of anything. You are a flowing of something that will not define, okay? And we call it the, the self, the I am. So that flowing cannot fully flow if you are in constant battle, you know, if you let the ego obviously be around you and be uh, bombarding you all the time. Um, so this is to me the most important part of all of this information is just to know all the stuff to see how it applies to you as the free flowing creator that you are. Because, and again, you know, I'll, I'll go back to that battle between you know in fourth density it's a futile battle that exists there because in fifth density everybody realizes like oh that's unnecessary but you have to become wise to see that well guess what you don't have to go to fourth density to figure that out you can see it here this is a mini representation of the same fourth density battle um it's a lot more real or it seems more real but you know, this is why, you know, Gautama Siddhartha is the Buddha is so revered for that. You know, realized like, oh, I call it the shortcut, you know, just to, <laughs> to graduation or to, to unity, uh, consciousness. That's it. You know, you only need, all you need is to realize who you are. And then you're like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> all of this is an aspect of myself. I can see it and I can enjoy it. I can live it. I can live it. I don't need to be, you know, disassociated with it because I am that. Uh, so, you know, there's so much to go through here, but to point out the conclusion is that, you know, to know yourself, uh, don't try to accelerate your process. Um, this goes against the principle of Wu Wei in the Tao um, of forcing something. You cannot force. This is the, the, the result of forcing what they said, you know, in question 35.4 that you can become Hitlerized <laughs> by just going uh, 
confused and you know all uh, delirious my thinking then you have to be one way as opposed to just relax you know see what flows who you are you know and accept it accept it all the time so all right with that that's the end of session 35 like i said it was very short so no part two session 36 is longer so we're gonna have to cover it in two parts as usual uh we get into higher self parallel universes of parallel realities uh we have more information about him himmler uh and goring i think so you know it's it's all over the place it's good info as usual as we can see you know even with historical stuff that um, even I'm not very, you know, seduced by, you know, there's still some stuff that we can get out from the law of one. Ra speaks from a very higher consciousness uh, perspective. So, you know, everything that they say, we can extract something that is helpful, that is enlightening for us, and that can help us, you know, follow that path that we're all following, because there's only one path, and it's to unity. And with that in mind, thank you so much for watching as usual, and I'll see you in session 36.